All right, guys, this one's live from Steubenville. We recorded while we were out on retreat at Steubenville, San Diego. Uh, it was a great experience. Um, what I did, because it's kind of a long one, is I put the recap that we recorded on Tuesday after the retreat, so the Tuesday evening after the retreat, uh, so you can get kind of our overall thoughts and overall experience of the retreat. And then I went ahead and I added at the very end of the recap all of the blogging that we did during the retreat. So uh, we started recording on Friday when we when we checked into the dorms and then finished recording on Saturday night, as you'll as you'll hear a little bit later on. If you haven't already done so, please check us out on social media. You can find us at Among Wolves Pod on Facebook and on Instagram at Among Wolves Pod. And you can also check out our landing page if you'd like. It's awpodcast.fireside.fm. There you can go ahead and see um, all the places that you can download our podcast and all that stuff. Feel free to share it. Feel free to, if you're if you're enjoying what you're what you're listening to, feel free to um, just connect others to it. All right, guys, here it comes. Hello, freshen up. Of course, now my drinks will be warm because I'm not going downstairs fries. So, what are you drinking? I'm drinking. Um, uh, it's it's um it's a gimlet. What it is is it's gin and a, a lime juice. Okay. So I have a gin and tonic. Um, and I'm using a cheap tonic. I can't remember whichever the um. It might be Canada Dry. Oh, that's fine. Your tonic doesn't have to be that good. Oh, actually, um, the tonic matters a lot. <laughs> really? Yes. Yeah. Like um. Well, Canada Dry is not. No, it's not crappy. You know, no, no. there's like, but Fever Tree has a really good tonic out, and there was another one that I saw that I wanted to try. I can't remember the name of it. I have to go look it up. Um, but I've been trying to find the whatever tonic was being used in Barcelona because um, when Jimmy oh. and I were out there, we had a, um, I had a gin and tonic because you know it was the summertime, and that's a really nice, refreshing summer drink. And um, we ended up both having a gin and tonic because it was so good. Like whatever tonic they were using, cause they were using Sapphire. Cause that's my favorite gin, yeah. Bombay Sapphire. Good. Yeah. What kind of gin are you using? I'm drinking gin, uh, Seagram's extra dye. Okay. Cause I got it free from the stations. Well, you know, this should be, are we recording this part? Yeah. This whole thing's recorded. Oh, Yeah, so what it is, it's, it's the Seagram's Extra Dry Gin, and the stations were giving them away. So I have, like, two of these bottles. It's about a, let me see. Yeah, it's a 375. So, you know, so I said, okay, I don't have any whiskey, and if I just drink beer, it's going to be kind of lame. Right. So let me find this. And so, and I had, I don't have, like, the Roses brand lime juice, you know, the kind that comes, like, the grenadine. Right, right lime juice that you can use like when you make a, a fish and stuff. So it's just like fresh squeezed lime or whatever that you have yeah. in the bottle. Yeah. yeah. Is it the shape of a lime? Lynn no, Green. it's not that one. Oh. <laughs> it's close. So, yeah. so um, I have that. And then, so I just said, eh, it's close enough to a gimlet. I used to drink vodka gimlets all the time when I was, uh, when I was growing up. <laughs> <laughs> I never had a gimlet like that, but um for my gin and tonic, I do the uh, um, about an about an ounce and a half of the gin, and then uh, 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 top it off with the tonic. And I do um, the double wedge of lime, so it's a quarter of lime. Okay, that's good. Because I like the extra lime. Yeah, 
Yeah. And I use, I always use uh Bombay Sapphire. I've tried, I've tried tons of gins and, um, and like even some of the more expensive gins uh, like Hendrix or whatever. But, um, I, I really like Bombay Sapphire. Like some of the gins, like they get really potpourri like, and I feel like I'm, you know, sucking or, or chewing up the potpourri thing. My mom was really into potpourri when we were kids. Uh-huh. <laughs> and so, so it, it feels a lot like that or it tastes a lot like that. Yeah. Yeah. It tastes like pine needles. Instead. I'm not a fan of Seagram's though. I got to tell you, to be honest. Eh, it's okay. Yeah. It's, it, uh, I'm kind of slumming it right now. I, I like Sapphire the most too. Yeah. I usually use a Sapphire, like when I do gin and tonic, mm-hmm. I might use like uh well, Gordon's gin and stuff like that are, I have some Tangeray. Yeah, that's good uh, stuff too. In there, and I probably would use that. But if right. I do a, a martini, I would use a sapphire and maybe a lime wedge, just a lime wedge or something. Yeah. And I've done that with uh, with uh, gin martinis. I usually drink vodka martinis. So <clears throat> I do that with uh, two olives. I like bigger olives, but I always do two. So I hate when they put like five olives and I hate when they put one olive. So I'm like, I need two olives. <laughs> so. All right. So, um, we, okay. we are recording this late. Um, it is a Tuesday when retreat ended on Sunday and we wanted to record, uh, we wanted to give our last thoughts for the last day of Steubenville and compile all this together. And hopefully I'll be able to, um, get all this edited tomorrow um, tomorrow morning or tomorrow night and um, release it on Thursday morning. Maybe we'll see um, or Friday because I'm off on Friday. Um, mostly off. I have a conference call, but other than that, I'm off. All right. So um, we wanted to talk about the wrap up of Sunday uh, on Steubenville. Uh, we were originally going to record on the bus. Um, and, <laughs> and my plan was to record after Barstow because most of the kids would have been asleep. We would have done the testify and all those things. Um, and so we would have had a lot to talk about. Um, but we ended up ending up in the middle of a, of a, of a recent car accident that happened. And, um, and it wasn't, it wasn't pretty. And so we ended up praying and, um, the kids were, were quiet and sleeping or, or just mulling over the, um, uh, that the, the scene of the car accident or whatever, um, it, it was a little bit of a trip. And then what was funny is when everything was okay and we're driving out and we're moving and everything. And then I look behind me and then there's like all the teenagers are right there in the first like five rows. And it's like, well, I guess I could still sit here on this step. <laughs> yeah, they wanted to, they wanted to be close. I, I, I got that. And their, their nerves were up a little bit and um, we were all just praying together. And so, um, that was that was that was a rough one coming back. Yeah. Okay. Um, let's talk about Sunday. Let's talk about uh, uh, Steubenville on Sunday. And now that we have a drink in hand, finally. Oh my goodness! Yes. This is the first drink I've had back since since Steubenville. I've been working like crazy. Oh, but well, I, had uh, a, I had a tall boy Mickey's yesterday. Good for you. I got home at like eleven o'clock, and so I didn't have anything. I just went straight to bed. All right, so we should talk about Steubenville. Uh, Sunday night Steubenville, or Sunday morning Steubenville. How was uh, how was that for you? Uh, it was pretty good. Um, what was it? What was the first talk? It was the. Uh... It was that Kyle guy. Oh yeah, Kyle. I thought it was a little better than his other talks. Right. 
Right. I, I thought he did really well on that talk, actually. I was I was really impressed by it. And it was very much like a what are you gonna do now talk or go out and and uh make something of yourself or you know, a go a go forth talk. We've done that on confirmation retreats a little oh, yeah. bit and I know I've uh tried to do that on like on the Project Genesis retreat on Sundays. Not as a full talk, but like in the wrap up, you know, like, hey, now that you've done all this, what are you going to do with it? I thought he did really good. I liked the um, the whole reading of First um, Corinthians chapter twelve, where he said when he said the, when he says the word body, stand up, hands clap, and all. I thought that was really clever. Um, I liked that a lot. It was good interaction. I was super impressed by that talk compared to the other talks that he had over the weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was kind of upset about it at the same time because how how much better that talk was compared to the other talks that he had. Because you know, you know, why can't re- you do this all the time? Right? Yeah. Because you know, whenever you're hired to do a talk at Steubenville, you know you're going to have three talks. That's that's the way that Steubenville works. Oh, but yeah, I knew that. <laughs> you'll have you'll have um, you'll have a, a talk. Maybe for example, history. He had the um, the guy talk. He had the dating one-on-one talk, and then he had the um, the send forth talk. But to me, from my end, from my perspective, it looked like he only worked on the sending forth talk. Like that was the important, the important talk to him. And then the other two talks, they were they. It, like honestly, it felt like he was doing them on the fly. Ah. Like maybe he he jotted some notes about them or whatever, but. They were not. They were not. They were not run smoothly. They were not put together as well, um, but and not not nearly as well as that talk. I was whenever I saw him come up on stage because of how bad his talks were on Saturday, I was kind of concerned. And then when he started into it, I'm like, "This is great! Like this is fire!" Like um, he clearly spent a lot of time making sure that that talk was going to be good, and it was very good. Yeah, I remember when they're like, oh, here he comes. And I look at you like, "Uh uh-oh. I know, right? (laughs) But, yeah, so that was pretty good. It felt felt jazzed up. What did you think about um, Mass, Bishop's Mass? I liked it. I like uh, Robert Dole, right? Yeah, yeah. Seems like a cool bishop. So far, I realized that the four Southern California bishops, I like all of them. So oh, there's, there's more than four Southern California bishops. Well, no, not well, real bishops. Oh, you're not talking about auxiliaries. Yeah, no, no, no. Okay, uh, the yeah. auxiliaries I don't mean, count. Right. <clears throat> no offense, auxiliaries, you still count, but <laughs> but like the real bishop in but charge. But the real, the guy in charge, because <laughs> it's you know Gomez. Because one of those one of those auxiliaries is Bishop Barons. So. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I've never seen Bishop Barron do mass. Really? No, no. I don't think so. Let me think. Because, I mean, I've seen him speak before he was bishop. Right, right. I've seen him speak as bishop, but I've never... Right, because RA Congress, usually um, um, Bishop Gomez does uh, the, the liturgy for that. For the kids. E- even for the adults, too. Well, yeah. Well, well we unless it's, always... it's Bishop Kevin Van. Well, that's the other thing. So I see Bishop Kevin Van of Orange. I like him a lot. I like him a lot, too. Yeah. 
I've enjoyed all his masses that yeah. we've done at our e-congress. It's usually on Sunday. I just want to, I just want to take him to a bar and drink with him and talk. <laughs> That's all yeah. I want to do. <laughs> but him and uh, the Bishop from San Bernardino, we had once on Sunday and I don't know if it's because Van was busy or something, Maybe. but he was there and he's like, Hey, I'm the other guy from the other, you know, down the road. And it's like, Oh, okay. And I liked him. And of course, I like AGB. Yeah, ABG. Archbishop Gomez for the folks at home. Yes, ABG. Sorry, ABG. That, yeah. This ah, damn. And, <laughs> and so uh, I love him, of course, and he's great. And you know, in, in going to Anaheim for eight years in a row, nine years in a row, you know, you're like, oh, okay. And then when he jokes about how he got a new phone and stuff. <laughs> Cause like, I remember when he had a flip phone and then he's like, Oh look, now I got an iPhone. Oh yeah. That was funny. You know, and stuff. And he prays for the Lakers every year. Cause they do bad every year now. That's and cool. it, it's so it's, you know, it's fun watching him. He's good. So those, so those are like the three and now we have San Diego. Right. So I really enjoyed him. Right. Uh, Bishop Dole. So he was really nice too. So. Right. And, I know. I know that uh, for the kids that uh, um, he was a little bit rougher to get into because um, some of the kids were talking to me that uh, uh, they they liked Sunday and and a lot of Saturday, um, but they didn't necessarily care for Bishop's homily. No, like it was really? Yeah, right. I thought it was great. I but, thought it was good too. But once he said uh, you could just – for Southern California, you could just say um, – oh, what did he say? Something about um, – How's it hanging, dudes, or whatever? I'm like, oh, you are speaking to the wrong generation, sir. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I loved his homily. I thought it was great. And I thought he connected it really well to the theme. And, and he even tried to connect it to the readings, which was a little bit of uh, um, uh, biblical gymnastics to be able to do that because uh, um, the theme was clearly pulled from different readings that, so in order to be able to have this the same thing for all the retreats throughout the country. Right. Summer, but. But he, I thought he did very good. Like his, his whole um, belonging message, I thought went really, really well. I liked the, uh, I liked whenever um, Father Mike Schmitz did the the altar call for those who are considering um, vocations, and then Bishop coming out, and especially when the, whenever they had all the guys up there, and then. Um, Bishop came out. I said, "Oh well, by the way, this is our this is our vocations director for oh, the day." Yeah, he put him on the spot, right? <laughs> Make sure you memorize this guy's face. <laughs> it was and that was funny because he's like, "Hey, this is the dude here." Because he's like, "Who's here from San Diego?" And there's like all these kids, and he's like, "All right, this is the guy." Right. That was great. Yeah. Um, so I thought that was I thought that was really good. I thought Wall did a really good job. I think Wall always does a really good job of getting the kids interactive and. Um, <coughs> oh, Wall's my homies. Yeah, they're good stuff. Yeah, because once I found once they found out I was from West Covina, we started talking hard. Yep, yep. They even knew which church I I went to as a kid. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, because they're like, "Are you from St. Christopher's?" And I said, "Yeah." <laughs> so that's where I went. St. Christopher's and West Covina back in the day. So, so all right. So, if you, evaluation of Steubenville. Um, oh, I do like. I did like Wall, like you said. Right, right. And I love the ending. I've never been there when they did all the beach balls. Like oh, that. really? 
Because I don't think they did that six years ago. Or did they? No, they didn't. They, it was a newer thing that they started doing. That was actually less beach balls than it's been in the past couple of years. Oh, because I was just amazed. I yeah. Was like, I mean, I just saw all these beach balls and every speaker on the stage dancing and the wall guys dancing and the, and then the, all the volunteers who move all the mass stuff in and out of the – oh, yeah, they had the, the cool – what is it like a like a pipe and drape kind of thing? Yep, about four feet high to hide the high altar and stuff, and the ambo and chairs on stage for speakers, and not have to put them anywhere. Well, the guys who moved those, they were there dancing, and then there was yeah. this big dude in a plaid shirt with the headset dancing. It. And Bishop too, right? You saw the oh, bishop stuck around, and he got, he took a, he was like taking selfies with <laughs> the with the, the crowd. It was great. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, I got him in a video because I only took a 10-second video, but at the end of it, you could see the bishop, like, selfie-taking or something with the, with the San Damiano cross. Or That's awesome. Yeah, it was great. Like, yeah, the ending was fantastic. My favorite part was the fact that bishop stayed on stage to um, to take pictures with the crowd behind him and the, and the Damiano cross and all that stuff. I thought that was cool. Yeah, I was a little surprised, too, because he processed out. So somehow he snuck back in and got yep. on the stage. Yep, he sure did because so, he wanted he wanted to be part of that because that was cool. I thought so that was there. Nice. You go, San Diego. You got a good bishop so far. Absolutely. So uh, if you had to if you had to grade um, this Steubenville um, on like a standard school grading scale, what would you give it? Uh, oh boy, I am jaded. So I would say a B minus. Yeah, I'd probably set it a B plus, but I think it's a B plus because the community that was that went with us, I really enjoyed. Um, oh, all those kids, I love to death. Um, I know them super well, and I just had so much fun with them. Oh, if you want to pull that, then yeah, I'll even raise it even higher. You know, yeah, because even the kids I didn't know that well, I felt like I had a a pretty good. You know, well, maybe the four girls I didn't you know talk to them much, yeah. but all yeah. the other ones and stuff and. Yeah, and the reason why I wouldn't make it an A for me was because my young adults um, that I also know and love very dearly, they didn't get a chance to participate with us at all. And their experience was not very good at that um, young adults retreat. Um, so I don't think I could rise it above a B plus. Yeah, yeah, that's a... Uh, yeah. So that, so, but because they were still so distant, um, like they didn't get to participate in the liturgy together, which makes sense because of liability issues. I mean, they are young adults and you don't know, um, you know, for example, like other parishes or whatever, whatever diocese require of the young adults, you don't know whether they've been fingerprinted, background checked, all those things. Oh yeah. Um, no, I wouldn't have been. Right. Right. So it, it just, it, it was smart. But at the same time, it kind of, for me, because I, because I've walked with some of those um, young adults since they were in middle school. And so um, for me, it was just, it, it was just a little, like, I missed my young adults being there. No, I could see that. Cause I was like, oh, I know all 10 of these are young adults. Yep. And now we lose them. Yep. Yep. Yeah. That was tough. So solid B plus for me. Um, uh, but uh, okay. So if, if you sharing one thing, then. Um, one thing good, one thing bad, one thing ugly. Um, uh, where where would you go? What would you say? Ooh. Do you have yours on the tip of your tongue? I have a few. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, go to yours real quick. All right. So one thing good for me, I thought um, 
I thought Noel Garcia was was on fire on Saturday night. Okay. Um, yeah, her her talk about suffering and and all that was just was just fantastic, and I thought a very good lead into uh, lead into Saturday night. Um, bad, ultimately bad was going to be the dating one hundred and one um, for a number of reasons. One because. I, I wanted my kids to go to the dating 101 because I know I have no skill in that area to be able to to uh, advise or, or coach them in, in that way. Uh, even when I was dating as, as a teenager, I was bad at it. So I'm not sure that I had anything to offer for them. Um, and the other workshop being um, Eternity 101, Heaven, Hell, and Purgatory. Like, uh, yeah, theology I can do. Um, and I was really, really disappointed in how um, – how bad the dating one-on-one talk was. Um, and, and so, uh, so that would be the bad. And then the ugly, um, I would say the ugly was just some of the logistical stuff. Um, but I knew that that was, I knew that coming in, uh, because it was the first time Franciscan university was going to, uh, Oh, and the guy. Yeah. But it was really nice to have uh, the, the, um, the head of uh, Franciscan's uh, uh, conference department come out and I think his name was Doug. Was that right? Sure. I'd have to, <laughs> I'd have to double check that, but, but I'm pretty sure his name was Doug. I'll correct that um, later on if that's wrong. But, um, but he came out and he apologized for some of the logistical issues that were really bad. Like the room setups were bad. Uh, registration was real rough. People didn't know what they were doing. Like you could tell that they planned it out because um, there was like tape on the floor directing you particular ways, but they planned it out poorly because they didn't anticipate um, the numbers of people coming at that time. Uh, and they thought that it, they thought they, that they, they thought that they did it well <coughs> or they thought that they planned it well, but had no idea. Um, and so some of that was really bad. And then the room, the rooming arrangements was really bad. Um, yeah, so some of the logistical and running out of hosts for Saturday morning mask, like uh, I, 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 I can imagine how embarrassed um, uh, they they were for for that because they know exactly the numbers, and so that was clearly a miscount on somebody's part. Uh, and then just the um, the logistics for uh, the young adults, where you know they had adoration on Saturday nights, um, but because the the ceilings are are much lower in Founders Chapel, where they're, <laughs> Yeah, versus the stadium, their fire alarms go off because of the incense. And so just some of the stuff that wasn't thought all the way through. Um, right. Yeah, so that was the ugly part was was the growing pains of logistics, which we kind of expected to. And I, and I have high hopes for, for next year because um, that was the first time in all my years. Things. Oh, yeah. And that was the first time in all my years of going to any conference where the 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 person in charge of um, the conference itself comes out and apologizes for their for their faults and failures. Like even whenever we even whenever the conference was was logistically just bad, um, I've never in it, like the person would come up and say, "Oh, thank you guys for coming. Your support means a lot," or all these things. Uh, but never, ever, ever did anybody say, oh, I'm sorry for these things that had happened. We know that that wasn't, um, it's not what we had planned. It's not what we had hoped. Um, and we promised to be better. And him saying that, I'm like, dude, you're my new best friend. Like it was, it, it, it just for, for somebody who, who, who takes the time out to, to bring a bunch of, bunch of kids or a bunch of young adults or, um, the cost of all that to be able to do that too. And then, 
knowing that uh, um, how bad the logistics were and then having somebody acknowledge that that's huge. That's huge for us. Yeah. All right. What about um, you? I would say my good is I would agree with you on the Saturday night talk because I really loved the, uh, the pointing out of suffering because I know you and I've talked about it a lot and we'll talk about it with the kids and we'll talk about it with our 25 people in class, but this is, you know, 5,000 kids. And especially when she's pointing out that it's, you know, it's not avoiding suffering that, cause I feel like that's the way society is right now is we're just forcing people to avoid suffering. Right. Oh, does that suck? Yes. Well, don't do it. Well, sometimes you do it. Now, yeah, we don't need to be masochists because it's like, I need to suffer. But, you know, it's just, you know, sometimes when things are hard, you just got to deal with it. So I like that. But I'll, I'll do something better. And I would just say everything Father Mike did was awesome. Yeah, he was great. You know? You know, things we've already touched on in the podcast and stuff, but just watching him also on Saturday night, moving that monstrance around, oh, yeah. out, oh my God. But it's just the fact is, it's, you know, sometimes you see these guys who've been on like online and stuff, and then you're like, oh, well, you know, he's pretty fun and he's, uh, you know, charismatic and everything and gets people to watch him or else he wouldn't have, you know, be popular on, on YouTube and stuff. But, he was good right like even uh lisa my wife was like uh i was like oh well father mike's talk was good and stuff like that she's like well it should be good because i've heard him and i'm like yeah but like really good like i would think he'd be pretty good but he was like really good so everything he did you know even like you said when he called up all the the girls to do the nun to you know, see if they want to be sisters and all the guys for priests and introducing everybody at the end. He still had it. And oh, did you also notice that when they had uh, Bishop was celebrating Mass and he was doing the consecration and all the other priests from the back that only Father Mike was the one who you could see on camera? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He was directly <laughs> behind Bishop. Yeah. yeah, but there was another priest directly behind the Bishop, but he's covered up by the <laughs> The stand lifts the bump up enough that you're like, oh, it totally blocks his face. Yep. He got like 12 priests, and he's the only one you can see. He's also the most handsome, so that makes sense. So, (laughs) yeah. Uh, But yeah, he was great. Everything he did is golden. So, let me see. What was the bad? I don't think anything really stuck out to me as bad. I think just generally, I think some of the talks were just a little, eh. Yeah, they kind of felt that. And then. To me, and I know you and I do this a lot where we're like, all right. And then, but it's like, hey, we're old men who've done this for many years. So it's like, okay, it's, nothing's touching us. But then when the, when the boys, when we did the uh, small groups and they're like, yeah, I didn't really like to talk. Then I was yeah. like, okay. Yeah, because if the kids notice it, that's a big deal. Yeah, so there's some of those, and then, um, and then especially when all the young adults were like, "Yeah, none of this is any good," right? And that, that kind of sucks. Yeah, and then so that was the bad and ugly. I don't think anything was terribly ugly. Maybe it's the fact that it was so humid the first day that I sweated so much. <laughs> I, 
felt so bad for you. You changed clothes like I don't know how many times because you were so uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> Luckily, I could change back into the same clothes before we went out for dinner and stuff. Right, right, yeah, yeah. That was pretty funny. But like the food was good and everything like yeah. that, and I love the campus. So I don't have a lot of complaints. But yeah, cool. That's awesome. Um, all right. So uh, any other thoughts on Stewie? Um, no, I, I, you know what? I, Steubenville was never my, like, this is my thing. Right. But I did enjoy going and, you know. What would be your takeaway? Like, what did you get out of this for you? Like for me personally? Yeah. Oh boy. I don't know. I mean, nothing that the retreat really did per se. I mean, I did enjoy adoration. And like I was said before that I was kind of like focused in because I think last time when I did it, I kept trying to just sit there and pray. And since it's like an hour or more, it's like I run out of things to pray for. And all I think about is my knees and stuff. (laughs) And now it's like my knees are six years older. So it's even worse. And, but like, this time where I just sat there and focused on the Eucharist and was funny. It was like when I was focusing on it, it was like, Oh, my mind's also not like wandering and stuff. So, um, I don't know. It was just a little different. And I loved on how I was watching how the kids were way into it. Yeah. That was great. Uh, Stuff like that. So that's good stuff, but I don't know. I don't think I really had anything like really hit me. My big takeaways was, um, was I used to have a better habit of praying with others, um, like like setting up time specifically throughout the week to pray with my core team or um, to do stuff other than just like production, right? Uh, like putting on a youth group or planning meetings or all these all these things. What I'd meet with people to do um, when I was uh, uh, when I was younger in ministry, I had um, a scheduled times out where this was adoration with the core team or um, prayer, prayer time for adults or whatever it happened to be that it wasn't, um, it wasn't necessarily goal driven. And this one, because I was, because of the group that we brought and because, uh, they were all leaders and I knew and loved and trust all, trusted all of them, um, uh, more so than most retreats, I was really able to pray and pray with them, which, um, reminded me of how I've, I've, sh- I've uh, failed in that area in, in recent years of being able to um, set up times just to pray with my team or just to, and with, with nothing, no agenda, you know, no agenda there just to come and pray together or come to the same mass together or whatever. Um, I had lost that. And so that was my big takeaway for this one. I really, really, really enjoyed praying with my team. Um, it was nice. And so, uh, and so it, I actually um, instituted the the Tuesday adorations for for core team um, to try and get people to come and, and pray and invite inviting them to come out and pray. Um, yeah, I, that was that was my big my big takeaway was was setting up times that are just for prayer, no agenda, just pray. All right, that's it for the recap. The rest of this, again, is just going to be the blog of the three days spent at Steubenville. I hope you guys enjoy it. Hey, 
So this is Among Wolves, and we are on the road at Steubenville, San Diego. How's it going, Neil? Good, good. Location, baby. <laughs> it is a good look. It's really um, humid, though. Very, very humid. We are Vegas people, so 7% humidity is a lot for us, and now we're at a whopping 40-something. Yes. And, and Neil's already changed his shirt. Twice. <laughs> and I'm airing out another one for later. All right, so... Um, no, uh, it, everything's basic. Like this is uh, this is the first time that San Fr- uh, Franciscan University is actually running the event planning for this one, though, because in years past it's been done by All for God and Margie Rapp and all of them. But uh, she's retired and All for God's all done, and so now Franciscan University wanted to keep up um, Steubenville, San Diego, so they're running the events here. Uh, a little bit rocky, but this is their first year, and uh, but other than that, I mean, it's pretty good. Like checking in didn't take too long. Didn't take too long for you guys. Now, well, I mean, it takes a long time, right. but I do recall doing this before, and it like felt like forever before, so this time it's probably not that bad. Yeah. Yeah, I was worried because uh, um, it, it seemed like it was taking a while for me, but I think I was just more anxious about like you guys sitting on the bus and being like, oh, I hope they're not bored or whatever. You know, one thing that I wanted to ask was like, is there anything specific that you're praying for on this retreat? Because for me, um, my dad, I didn't tell you this yet, but my dad had an angiogram today. So um, they saw some shadowing in one of the uh, valves of the heart. So he just want to check on the stents and all those things. Uh, and he's fine. He just finished that. But so, so for a safe recovery and all those things. Um, uh, and so that he maintains, you know, happy and healthy. Huh? Well, that's good. It's a good place to do it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, I don't have anything in particular. Like, I was even thinking about it the other, you know, yesterday. Like, we're going to have, like, hours of adoration. Now, do I have something to fill it with? And I said, I don't know. And I think maybe if the the uh, spirit comes to me or something, it, it may be that. But until then, we'll see. Cool. What are you looking forward to? I don't know. I'm kind of... You know, trying to remember how all this went. So it's kind of like, ooh, this is kind of new. I mean, I know it's a bunch of talks and, right, right. you know, and I'm not looking forward to like six hours of adoration. Right, right. <laughs> I was explaining to Shannon Rennie, who's one of our uh, female chaperones, who this is her first trip with us. And I'm like, I'm like a, a adoration sprinter. Like, I can pray real hard, real fast. And then, like, after 20 minutes, I'm like out. Yeah. Like, I could do the, like, the sweat and blood and stuff, you know, I got that down. <laughs> but it's like, then I'll just, like, run out of things to do. Right, right. Um, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm just happy to be part of a retreat that I'm not running. You know, right. That is, is a little bit more relaxing for me. <laughs> Being passive on these is going to be great. Right. And the other thing I'm looking forward to is this, this is primarily my group of leaders. Like, I have, of, of all the people that are here, uh, only what I have five five from our group are freshmen the rest of them are uh either sophomores or older or um, part of core team or something like that so that's kind of nice because it's it's a core group of people that i've walked with since they were in their freshman year or that they've been that been walking with them through their middle school years and so so i'm really excited about that so i I love i love this group and so really excited about being being able to be there with them i am excited that we do have a group of people that are into this and want to be here. Right. Because, no offense to confirmation retreats, <laughs> but you do have a lot of kids who right. want mock confirmation retreats who are forced to go. So they're very guarded and um, hesitant to participate and all those things. So now you got a group of people who are like, I can't wait to get me some Jesus. Right. And 
it's very exciting that that's what they want. So it's like you don't have to do the, okay, let me spend at least two to our two groups breaking you out of your shell. The shells are already broken, kind of. Yep. And you might have to do that with a little bit with the introverts, but they want to be here, you know, opposed to people who don't. And I'm so used to the surface level of like Anaheim and stuff. And you get a lot of those kids who are like, I really don't want to do a weekend at Mount Potosi. Right. I want to do a one day thing. And I really want to just go to Disneyland, <laughs> you know? So now it's like a whole different vibe for me. Yeah. It's going to be nice. I'm really excited about that. Um, yeah. There's no like, like there, I didn't have to distract anybody on the bus. And you know that that's, that's kind of like the mark of, of how well they all know each other and how well they get along or whatever. There was I didn't have to put on a movie. Um, it, people were comfortable talking with each other were listening to music or whatever. There was nothing like we didn't have to play some sort of like icebreaker game, game to, <laughs> to kind of get everybody into it. And no, everybody was just into it. And so I am kind of interested in just like going through the flow. And then we only have four boys to keep tabs on. So I know, it's so easy. <laughs> the last time I came, when I helped with St. Peter's, we had three. Oh, yeah. I was like, this is so simple. I know. So we have four boys and 14 girls. Where are my Catholic young men at? This is so foolish. Like, well, most oh, of them are young adults. That's the that's thing. That's true. Even still, even my young adults. I have 10 young adults here. What, four and six? Four and six. So yeah. it's close. You usually but have more girls. That's true. But where are my Catholic young men at? And where's the, where are they at? They're not listening uh, to this. They aren't listening to this. Uh, if you, uh, if ladies out there, if you know a Catholic young man that needs to uh, be, you know, more Catholic, have them listen to our podcast because that probably will help, right? Yeah, and join youth group. And join youth group because that's where the girls at. That's why I joined. That's why I joined. Huh? Look at where we are. Oh, also, by the way, we won't be drinking anything for the podcast for these ones. <laughs> just to be clear, I know our tag is drink with us and talk with us, but. Uh, um, we are in charge of children, therefore... On an overnight retreat. <laughs> therefore, there will be no drinking for this one. It is very Just to be clear. I am drinking a lot of this hydrating water. Yes. Because I am sweating so bad. <laughs> Lee? Yeah. Yeah, that we will need to do. We will stay hydrated, but on water only. All right. Well, um, what do you oh, want to do? Go ahead. This is what's even fun. We are, like, staying in, like, legit dorms. Yes. So if you've never been here, like, this is two beds... Two desks, two dressers, and no two air closets. conditioning. No air conditioning at all. <laughs> Just dying. And there's a communal bathroom down the hall. Yeah. And I don't know how many men are supposed to be sharing that, or boys, I guess. I, yeah, we're supposed to share. There's two toilets and two showers. Right. So. We're supposed to share it with the whole group, but I always put up a little sign that says restroom bathrooms during this, or adult restrooms during this time. And so the adults go to a specific time, and then. That way, yeah, where you don't run into protecting God's children's issues. All right, so um, we're gonna pause this. Yeah, and we'll 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 catch up to you guys tonight. After uh, we're hoping to do some talks, and then uh, I know there's a keynote tonight, and I think there might be confessions. Hopefully, we will get a chance to do confessions. Do tonight they do as well. confessions all like all weekend? Don't Depends on the number of the priests. Depends on the number of priests and when you can get the commitment, because obviously priests have more to do than just this. Yes. So. Uh, they try to do it for the late evenings because typically you can get more priests at that time. Yeah. So we'll see what happens. I'll double check the schedule and see what we're doing. Welcome back. It's Friday night. We are uh, among almost wolves. midnight. It is almost midnight. Is it almost midnight or is it after midnight? It's almost. I don't have my watch anymore. Yeah, it's eleven fifty-four. Yeah. All right. Almost midnight. Not too bad, actually. You know, last year by the time we were done with confessions, we got to the dorms. Probably about one thirty, two o'clock. 
I think they really limited it. Yeah, I think so too. Because I think they put like a like a hard line. They're like, no adults, no this, no that, and right. And I think if you notice, like the line just kind of stopped at a certain point. So I think they're like, none of these priests are going to stay that late. Right. Right. How many priests did they have in there? Did I didn't get a chance to see. I didn't, get a, I didn't go see. in. Yeah. Well, I did go in to see the adoration. And I right. explained adoration to one of the girls. Oh, sweet. All right. So, um, thoughts. How did it go? I think it was nice. Yeah. I think your and my problems with most of these retreats is they're based on, I mean, they're not based on, they're geared for kids. Right. And some are the unevangelized and, right. you know, I I feel like for our group, especially like we were talking about earlier, that it's not usually a surface area group of kids. It's usually some deeper, but I bet there's a lot more from other parishes in parts of the country that are coming to this. Yeah. So sometimes they got to do that for those kids. Yeah. All right. But I did like, I mean, I see that the theme is be, on, be long. Be long, yeah. So they really stress that, mm-hmm. you know, showing all your faults or all your sins or all your you, <laughs> you belong. Right, right. So I guess, it, you know, I thought they were really hitting it home. I was like, boy, this is pretty hard for... Uh, <laughs> like, for oh, the- by the way, the theme is belong. Yeah, yeah, that's where I was like, <laughs> oh, duh. Because at first I'm like, okay, it's a Friday night talk. And like, right, right, right. I know I've been on retreats where it's like, hey, the whole point of Friday night is to show you're part of this group, show that you're part of this family, show that you're part of this small group, get, get, you know, you're part of one cohesive group. But I'm like, boy, they're hammering at home. And then when I realized that's the theme, I'm like, oh, I'll give them a little more leeway there. Right. Yeah, that was, that was, I remember one year there was a confirmation retreat that I did, but one of my early confirmation retreats when I was in Colorado and uh, like I had this theme and we had a theme song for the theme. And like on that Friday night, I like, I hit it really hard with a hammer <laughs> and we sang the theme song like three times or whatever. By, so the, by the end of the retreat weekend, they're like, can we play a different song? I'm like, oh yeah, I probably played that too much. Yeah. Yeah. You got to realize that part. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I've, I've had that with theme songs. On. Yeah. When I did the old search retreats, we had a theme song for each one. And then I swear like search 33, we played that one song like, so much and it's like we were joking when we were doing the skits and stuff like hey can we play my heart will go on one more time you know like (laughs) yeah um good stuff what's the good stuff seemed like the kids were you know kind of wanting to go to adoration or um confession with the adoration too and Instead of like, well, this is what we got to do. Now one or two might have seemed like, okay, so we're supposed to do this, right? Right, right. But most of them were like, hey, this is when we got to do it. Right. Now I did like that there was adoration in the church opposed to in the arena. Right. Because I know it's been six years since I've been here, but we had a Friday night adoration that was about a half hour or so. Right. They stopped doing that. So um, the story, backstory about the Friday Adoration, they actually added that to try to um, tone down everybody's anticipated Saturday Adoration. So they're like, you know, how Saturday is low, the big night or whatever, and, and that's like the, the big thing or whatever. 
uh, but they didn't want it to be. San, San Diego was trying to like, well, we don't want the Saturday night to be the biggest emphasis of all the stuff. You know, we just it's part of the retreat, but we don't want it to be the sole focus. So much so that mass doesn't matter, right? Because obviously oh. mass is more important. <laughs> I was going to say most retreats in a three day weekend, right? Saturday night is your your peak, right? Because it's kind of natural ebb and flow. Yeah. But then, uh, and so they they added the Friday night that one year, and then they took it out the rest of the time. Oh, really? So all the years yeah. I went, I'm thinking that's the thing. <laughs> no, yeah, that's it. It's just that Friday night was they tried it that one time to see, and then people were like, "Why did we do adoration twice?" <laughs> and then. And it actually had the, the opposite effect. It made the retreat seem more about adoration rather than this is a normal part of worship and then the right. mass and is the special a, part. Having a Friday adoration before like a marathon adoration was like, okay, it's a lot of adoration. Yeah. yeah. Like I like Jesus, but. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> yeah. I hope we're not going to get like a copyright issue with all that music. I really hope they can't hear it. I really hope they can't hear it too. They have a lot of still playing this lot of this. Okay. There we go. Yeah. We may have to edit some of that out. We'll see. Sorry. Yo, I'm done. <laughs> There's not enough people listening to this podcast That's true. to really get us on this. Yeah, well. But yes, if you didn't realize being nighttime and we are the dorms and we have to have the windows open to not die. Because it's a billion degrees. Because, like, I'm still sweating like crazy. Or I am again. But. <coughs> it's hot. It is hot, and it's not that hot. I guess no, it's just it's just the humidity. Yeah, my phone. Now it's midnight, and I'm looking at it. Let's see here. What do we got? I know this is very interesting for you guys, but it shows that it's 71 degrees. <laughs> How am I? But 84 percent humidity. Now I feel a lot. There we better. go. 84 percent humidity, guys. And what is it back home? It is 93 degrees. With 27% Well, that's pretty high for Vegas. Which is still high for Vegas, yes. So, as you guys know, or anybody who does, Las Vegas has like 1% 1 humidity. No, we we barely get a double digit, so getting close to 30 is pretty humid. Other good stuff? Um, I don't know, what were you thinking? Um, I, I thought there were really good pieces in just about everything. Like, um... Uh, Daniel um, Daniel Harms. I know Harms. I know. I kept thinking Sorry. the same thing. Like Daniel Harms. That's probably the worst name for a youth minister. Yeah, he seems like a nice guy. Yeah. So um, I thought Who's your youth minister Harms. Yeah. Whoa. <laughs> Daniel Harms is my youth minister. What did he do to you? <laughs> yeah. No. Um, he had he had, he had some good stuff. Um, I liked his I liked his use of uh, um, embracing the awkward. That really yeah. stuck with the kids. But we talked. To, he talked about embracing the awkward and being able, being willing to step out of your comfort zone, open yourself up, and all those things. And um, that really connected with the with the teens and young adults, or the teens in uh, small groups. I know you you didn't make it to the small group because you had to do another thing. But I sat with the boys, and that was one of the things that was brought up was. Um, they, they really connected with that because they feel awkward. And so, um, seeing, seeing, give, being given permission to embrace the awkward and then seeing all the other people around them embracing the awkward too, kind of really helped. Um, yeah. Cause he, he, he focused on the point that God accepts you for you and where he's pointing out that even though you're awkward, you usually conform to being the non awkward. Right. And, 
that's what we do in most of our life is yeah. to try to conform with everything else. Right. And he's pointing out, you don't need to come from here. Mm-hmm. And I like that, too, because I, I like the way that they're pushing the message, too, because I think a lot of times we're like, yeah, we, we're, we're, um, we don't care what other people think. We don't, we don't care if we're, we're awkward or belong. Well, no, you actually, you don't care in exactly the same way as everybody else doesn't care. So that way you'll fit in the, with the other people who don't care, right? So you're just, you're just like everybody else. Who doesn't care, you know? So, so that way you could fit yeah. in with them. <laughs> we we conform. We we don't need to conform by conforming with everybody else. Not conforming, right? <laughs> <laughs> if you follow that, a plus for you. Right. <laughs> all right, and then I liked um, Mary Bielski was. Um, I mean, she was all right. Like um, I've heard her before, so there was a lot. There was a lot of recycled Repeated stuff. The kids seemed to like her. I, I heard a lot of laughs. I heard a lot of engagement. One thing she did say that really struck with me that I liked was, um, you are the sum of the Father's love for you. And I thought that that was great. That's nice. Yeah, it was, especially, I I thought it connected, that particular phrase connected with the theme super well, uh, because they're talking about, it's, you know, you're you're awkward, you you have all these sins or whatever, like, and a lot of times when we think about it, when we introduce ourselves, like, oh, my name is David, uh, I have three kids, I like to do these things, you know, um, we make that the sum of who we are. And her to flip that around and say, no, those those pieces that that you use to define yourself aren't who you are. If it's your sins or if it's your achievements or if it's your failures or whatever, that's not who you are. It's the who you are is the sum of God's love for you. Who you are is is ontologically connected to who God is. And I liked that. Um, I wish uh, I don't know this probably maybe because it's a teenager treat or maybe they're going to unpack it later on. But to unpack that idea of... Stay um, tuned. Yeah, stay tuned. We never okay. know. Uh, yeah. The Father's love for you. I thought um, Father Mike Schmitz was great. I thought he uh, he did the, the uh, invitation to confession. I thought he did it really, really well. Mm-hmm. Again, if you watch some of his Ascension Press stuff, a lot of it was recycled material. But um, I think what's, what's good about a lot of these youth retreats and stuff is you're, you're going to have 100% new people every four years. Roughly, so, yeah. So... You can kind of recycle these things as long as it's not too dated or topical. Right. You know, God's love isn't going to go away. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so. So his stories and all these things. It's easy to use yeah. the same stories over and over again and update your rotary phone to your push button phone to your cordless phone to your cell phone. <laughs> and have it be the same story that happened like six years ago that actually happened 26 years ago. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Nobody knows. It'll be fine. <laughs> oh, good. The girls got on the shuttle. Oh, Good. They lived. So um, we have uh, ten. We have eighteen teens with us, and we have an additional ten young adults. And our ten young adults are staying uh, off campus. They're staying at uh, UCSD, uh, which is about ten miles up the road. And they had to show <coughs> bus. And it's it is twelve oh six, and our last three girls who, on the last bus. on the last bus. Got, just got picked up and so because they wanted to make sure they got to confession and got some pizza too so yeah what was bad what sucked chicken sucks chicken always sucks room arrangements kind of suck logistics yeah. are a little bit different this year it's a little rough and we knew that was, we knew that coming in the growing pains of um, Franciscan University yeah. taking over the event planning for all for God <coughs> yeah. but then again there's nothing they can do without the facilities because these are dorms that's right? true the problem, too, is, you know, you're going to have to put, right. there's probably not enough beds per bodies. Exactly. Because if we're close to 5,000 people. Yeah. 
and I don't know how many can stay here. I don't even know what the what is it class sizes, the attendance of this university is, let alone all the people who can stay here. Right, right on campus. Yeah, <clears throat> you know, so you know, it kind of sucks because you put four boys in a room with two beds, but that's. I threw a cot in there. Yeah, that's nice. <laughs> one kid sleeping in a closet, I guess. Yeah, yeah, and somebody else is trying to sleep on the table. Yeah. But you gotta fix things. But I mean, I've been on high school and band trips and stuff, but usually you go to a hotel room with double beds and you gotta share, but. Yeah. But I don't think, I don't know, nothing really sucks. Yeah. Content wise, I think it's all good. I think it's all on point. Um, kind of, I guess if I had to, if I had to be nitpicky, I would probably say the environment. There isn't one. Like you have the two big screens and the Damiano Cross, and the Damiano Cross is gorgeous. It's huge. It's awesome. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, but that's that's it for environment, and I kind of like whenever they whenever they do make it kind of a, a unique space. Oh, okay. Um, I, I think I think maybe they don't because um, because they w- don't want the environment to overshadow liturgy whenever liturgy takes place, right. which would make sense. But um, yeah, if I had to be nitpicky, I'd probably say that. But I'm sure they have reasons for not having an environment. Uh, um, I'm not a big on. I'm not too big on environment. Oh, I just like I just like to walk in and see like oh this is something different this is something spectacular. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, and the versus like I don't want it to look like a concert or I don't you know because because it's set up for a concert. It kind of looks stage, like a concert. It's black right. in the back, and screens <laughs> on the side, and, you got and there's TVs. a band playing right. when you walk in. Exactly. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe for me, I feel like oh look how beautiful that environment is. They're sure spending a lot of money and probably <laughs> didn't put a lot of effort into the content. Oh, yeah, I see. Yeah. Yeah, I guess so. Um, if Yeah, I think I think maybe just that. Let me try to think of anything else. Logistic stuff, We but we kind of knew growing pains coming in. Um, the food was good. Food was good. Food's always good. I didn't, uh, they didn't have a late night snack, but I didn't necessarily care because I think ordering the pizza actually may have worked better than doing the late night snack here before. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it might have actually come out cheaper too. I have to go look. Oh, you have to pay for the late night snack. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, the late wow. night snack before was um, I think six dollars a head. So mm-hmm. yeah, they yeah. got a little slice of pizza and a bottle of water. I didn't get everybody a bottle of water, but they had their own bottles of water with yeah. the fill stations and stuff. So the fill stations are like. These gigantic coolers, probably like 40 gallons or something. Right. No, more than that, because 40 gallons is a trash can, so. <clears throat> I don't like know. 120 gallons? 120, yeah, something like that. Huge. Enough water that when you push the button, it shoots out like a rocket, and yeah. it's got to be the water pressure, you know, just. The weight, yeah. The weight. So, all right. Yeah. I don't know, I'm excited. Let's see what tomorrow brings. Let's see what tomorrow brings. Anything you're praying for? Not in particular. Thanksgiving, I think for 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 my dad, and my family, praying for a couple of people who I know are in California, um, praying for praying a lot for the new ministry for the fall ministry, oh. yeah. and priests in our diocese and, and parish and stuff. Wow, yeah, sound good. <laughs> no, legitly. Then I pray for Lisa. <laughs> <laughs> good, you should play for pray for Lisa. Yeah, you prayed for your wife, and I didn't even include my wife at all in those prayers. That's okay. <laughs> I will now pray for my wife. Yeah, my wife needs it. Yeah, so is mine. She's home with three children who are. Oh, by the way, that those pictures of the kids those were those were probably one of the highlights of my day. Our our wives sent us pictures of our kids because they got together and had all the kids there and they're dressed up as superheroes. And it was super cute. So because yes. a superhero. 
Superhero. Superhero. Yeah. So. It was awesome. All right. Well, we're Let's gonna go out. to bed. Yeah. And we'll. I don't know if I'll do this in the morning. We'll see. We'll see what goes on. I don't right. need to talk to you about my dreams. Okay. Good night, people. Good evening, and welcome to night two. <laughs> Saturday night, a little earlier than last night. A little bit. It's uh, it's ten fifty six. So, yeah, we're about what were we like an hour ahead of last time? Where were we at? Where at least we were about midnight. Was it about midnight? Yeah. <clears throat> How you doing, Neil? My voice is going. Yeah, I'm pretty tired too. So thoughts on the day? Um, not too bad. Uh, I don't want to say it was salvaged at night, but I would agree, though. <laughs> if you wanted to say that, <laughs> yeah, I do. <laughs> I don't know how you want to say it. Like that's fine with me. Like honest <laughs> is is what we want to do. Well, yeah, I don't want to say anything. I mean, it was. It was okay. Right, right. It wasn't bad. Parts of it I thought were very bad, but <coughs> overall, overall, it overall was not bad at all. Yeah. What I did like is we, well, we didn't get a lot of feedback with the girls because they keep us separated most of the day. Yeah. So a lot of the boys, what was funny is that they would say, oh, I didn't really like that talk or I didn't like this or that. And I'm like, oh, I thought it was just me because I'm like old and jaded. <laughs> You know, and like David and I, we do a lot of, you know, retreats and things like that. So then when you see somebody do it, you're like, nah, I don't know if I would have done it that way. Right, right. So there are parts you didn't like as much. Uh, To me, I didn't remember parts I didn't like. There were just parts that just didn't get me. Right. They didn't grab me. And sometimes they don't need to grab me personally, but I sometimes it's like, oh, wow. That was an okay. That was pretty okay. I think the kids will get this, but highlights. Uh, the highlight was this evening's activity because it had the best talk. That was Noel Garcia. Yes, she did fantastic. And her the best thing was when she did talk about the suffering. Right. And this is stuff we've stressed in uh, class a lot. And how did she put it? It was her, the victory. Is not to avoid suffering. It is to get through suffering. Or it was. A, it was not not suffering ends, but that but that suffering is um, that not that there is no suffering, but that's conquered. Suffering is conquered. Suffer, suffering is conquered. All right. So the fact is, we spend so much of our lives avoiding suffering, right. suffering, and especially with modern technologies and stuff like that, it's so much easier. Mm-hmm. And then then I feel like today's mindset is like, oh, everything has to feel good and good vibes and blah, blah, blah. And we're hedonists again. Kind of to a point. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. And I, and I think that that's, I think that's a major problem. Actually, one of the, we, I think I mentioned it before on one of the other episodes. I don't know if it got edited out or what, but um, that there's a whole soteriology of suffering, um, a redemptive suffering in particular that I think, um, I think she was kind of touching at it. I think she was really, really uh, diving into that, which is, which I think is awesome that more people are talking about it. And um, because there's, there's, there was a couple of lines like she used Lazarus, right? Uh, and the that's um, the way it was assigned to her. You're right. Yeah, it was assigned to her from from the university. 
Uh, and the line was um, the shortest verse in all scripture, uh, John chapter thir- chapter 11, verse 35, right? So, and Jesus wept, right? And that's the, that's the line that caught her attention, which is always the line that caught my attention because like, if Jesus already knows what he's going to do, he's going to raise Lazarus, right? So why is he crying? Uh-huh. Is he crying because Lazarus is dead? That doesn't make any sense. You know, the only the only thing that makes sense is um, whenever I read that line, I hear another line from scripture echoing in my head. It's from uh, the book of Wisdom, chapter 1, verse 13. It says that God did not create death, nor does he rejoice in the destruction of the living. And it's the idea that um, death and suffering are not creations of God. Those are creations of man. See, God created us to participate in his creation. And to the extent that we bring life and the, the extent that we cultivate, the extent that we protect, and the extent that we procreate, that's, that's the extent that we are bringing, that we are participating in God's perfect creation. But since we have the free will to create, we chose to create something that is not of God. We chose disobedience. We chose which brings about sin, you know, which is sin. You know, the disobedience, which is sin, which brings about separation from God, which brings about death. So we created sin and death. And so God not wanting to, um, God does not destroy, but God redeems, right? That's why Isaiah has this beautiful line. He says that, the, the Lord will beat your swords into plowshares, right? So something, an instrument of death, a sword, turned into an instrument of life, a plowshare, right? Something for farming to bring out crops. And so what, what, what God does then is he enters into our creation perfectly. He enters into our sin and he takes it upon himself. He takes our suffering upon himself and all the stuff that we created, our creation, he takes it upon himself and then to the fullest, the whole weight of sin, the whole weight of suffering, the whole weight of death. And rather than destroying it, he turns it into a powerful forgiveness. You know, he, t- he takes the worst possible thing and turns it into the best possible thing. Resurrection, new life, new beginnings, fresh. So I think, I think the hedonism that we're running into in our world, and she was kind of touching on this, is that it's a runaway from suffering which ultimately is a runaway from forgiveness. It's a runaway from redemption. But it's in that suffering where heroes are made. That was one of the lines that really stuck to me that she had said. It's fantastic. Her talk was so good. Yeah. It was even the, um, not even that too, but it was the fact of not blaming God for not being there for things or or whatnot. Because her mom's in a car accident and people are like, oh, you know, how can it be that God's not there with your with your mother and she gets in a car accident or or he made her get in a car accident and then she's like, no, mom is a stop sign. She should have been paying attention. <laughs> you know, God's not a helicopter parent, you know? And I was like, whoa, yeah. that's a great way to put it. That's fantastic. Yeah. <clears throat> so that was a good talk and then it led into adoration and I liked adoration. It was pretty good. Yeah. That was nice. I liked our seats. Uh, we had uh, we had floor seats. We had really good seats, and so the monstrance kind of passed through the crowd and passed us a bunch of times. It was really nice where we were at. Yeah, we were right in the crossroads. Yes, and it was the biggest monstrance I've ever seen. It was huge. Yeah, Father was... Mike Schmitz was carrying it, and he was definitely working out. Oh yeah, props to him. Yeah, yeah. Good job, Father Mike. Maybe yeah. you can come on the podcast and tell us about it one day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. 
<laughs> he was sweating it. Oh, like man. there's years of purgatory. He's already he's got knocked off right. Just that man's that. gonna be a saint just because of that. <clears throat> but you know, and that's the thing too, because just sitting there, and then I'm like kneeling right there, and I'm kind of already in the aisle, and I'm talking to the guys because they got the guys who go ahead to make sure everything's clear. While while they process the monsters around this arena. Now, if any of you might know, there's a I don't know what do they got like seven thousand people arena that they put about five thousand of us in, right. yeah. and they kind of it's a small you know it's a West Coast Conference basketball team arena, so it's not huge, but they you go up and down not every aisle but like every other aisle and it's just. It's and it takes like an hour. Oh yeah! But it's really cool on the monsters going near all these people and seeing everybody kind of like you know how they react when the monster walks by. So it's kind of neat. But I mean, right there where I was, and I'm sitting there, and the guy's like, "Okay, he's gonna go this way, so you can stay here." I'm like, "Oh, okay." And then 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 Father Mike comes by, and then he's gonna turn left. But instead, he, like, does this little swoop around. So every time he makes a turn, he does a swoop. So he, like, does a 360, so everybody in the area kind of gets it. And then he leans the monstrous down. And I'm like, whoa, it's, like, almost in my face. <laughs> and then I'm like, God, are you trying to tell me something? And if he was, I didn't know what it was. But I felt something. Yeah, I really liked a couple of things about adoration. Um First of all, one of the things I did like was the preface to Adoration that Father Mike had done. He talked about that this is our time, this is an extended time to worship, to adore, to praise God, right? That's that's the point of, of this. It's not about what we're receiving. It's about giving to God in this moment. It's about praying. It's about offering God the praise that is due to him. And I thought that that was really well emphasized. And he had mentioned that... Uh, tomorrow, um, when we have mass, that's an even greater intimacy. You know, now is the time to adore, and tomorrow is the time where we receive. Right? If we receive something during adoration, that's blessing. Right? But adoration is a time to adore. It's a time to praise God um, for His goodness and all that stuff. And so, I thought that was really cool. Um, and I, it, and it really just for me, it gave me opportunity to just relax and not worry about. Um, whether my kids were freaking out or whether the other kids around us were freaking out or, or, um, and our kids weren't freaking out, you know, they, they really entered no, into they praying. Into they it. were, they were definitely praying. And then, um, you were the ones that didn't seem like they were going to like, they're like, how long do we need to kneel? How long is this going to yeah. be this? And, blah, blah, blah. and then I'm like, wow, you were like kneeling this whole time. How are you? You know, you were very standoffish and now right. you're like way into it. So I was like, whoa, that's good. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it gave me that freedom to pray too. And I think I think when I looked over, um, when I took breaks from my prayer and I looked over at our group to check on everybody, it, everybody was in prayer, and it was it was nice. It's a really good experience. Um, some of my other highlights actually have nothing to do with the conference at all, like hanging out with the kids. <laughs> yeah, this is pretty good. <laughs> yeah, the boys are hilarious because the boys like. Whenever, whenever we talk, we share. They'll share some stuff, um, but but it's it's pretty quickly the sharing piece, and then yeah. then we just talk about stuff after that. Um, but then the girls like they just want to they just want to talk and ask kind of all kinds of questions. Um, 
some of some theological in nature and then others are just like um whether or not they could go to the the stores oh, yeah. <laughs> and go shopping <laughs> and also whether or not they can pick up certain boys in other groups and try and get their numbers and stuff <laughs> which i just thought it was funny so. yeah yeah. yeah, that's pretty good stuff. Right. I did like, oh, the other part too, is this morning we had a Saturday Mass. And uh, the first time I ever heard of it is they actually ran out of uh, the host wafers for communion. It must not have consecrated enough. <laughs> which, which is a huge, huge logistical error. Yeah. Because you know how many people are there. Yeah, pretty much. I don't know how that happens. But not to blame these guys or anything, but it's usually, it's always like you err on the side of caution. Because right. I don't know how many times we've done confirmation retreats. <clears throat> and like our priests will come up and then they'll consecrate like, I don't know, like 20 more than we need. Right. If not more than that. So we've got all the kids and, and, uh, uh, leaders and the choir and the priest and everybody and then there's still like 30 extra so there's like three or four of us who are just sitting there like okay Father Vic's like shoving them in my mouth and he's <laughs> like alright we gotta finish all these up and it's so for a big thing like this and them not having enough it's it's kind of a big deal but like Father Mike totally took that and he's just like alright it's cool that you didn't receive communion today. You know, it's going to happen, things like that. But he he and he kind of diffused the whole thing. And he, what was he pointing out? Um, he says, emphasizing the hunger now. Yes. Because he's saying, pointing out, like, if you feel like you missed out on this, that's good because it's you, you're desiring to be closer with Christ. Right. So then we get to be that way tonight at Adoration we were. And then tomorrow, those people are going to have it even more so because they'll be able to have be with him then. And then it's like, you know, when, you know, absence makes the heart grow fonder kind of thing. The hunger is growing. Yes, the hunger is going to grow big time. And then you wouldn't even thought it. And then he was pointing out, like, if you weren't able to do confession because they didn't let confession go all night, you know, they had it. They started in the evening and they let it go. And. And this year, I think they're just like, hey, priest, we're not going to kill you by <laughs> making you stay up till 145 right. during confession. So they, like, cut the line. So he's like, hey, some of you didn't get to have confession. It's not because God doesn't love you. And it's not because, you know, you're not worth doing it, you know. It's just logistical things. And, you know, but I, I would never think that for some reason. I would always think that way. But I know a lot of people might. Right. They're like, oh, it didn't work out today. Maybe God doesn't want me to do this. Yeah. Or whatever. So he really showed that. That and the fact that people have received communion not to take it like, personally. Like, oh, why is it me who does it? And all he has is blessing. But what I liked is he pointed out that people, if you feel like the blessing is not enough. Well, it's not enough. Yeah, it's not. <laughs> The, the, the time you receive communion is so big and then I was like whoa yeah. you really took something that is like you said a logistical nightmare mm-hmm. and turned it into a lesson we're learning right and you know we did that on the fly so absolutely like, he, that's what impresses me yeah he's definitely a man of the spirit because he he saw he saw what was going on 
and the spirit moved him like he the spirit says you know this this was a bad situation a suffering if you will but in that suffering it's going to produce a greater hunger and for maybe those people who missed and one of the things that he said maybe maybe you missed and you've never recognized that hunger that you've had for god and whenever you got up there and you were disappointed and now that's the hunger you were hungering for God and you weren't able to put your finger on it before, but now you can. And that's a blessing in and of itself. So that was cool. That was a really cool experience. Yeah. He's more than just a pretty face on the internet. I know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what else? Anything else? Uh, the meals were very good. They were good. Yeah. And they had the wor- a mariachi band. They were, yeah. Workshops weren't great. Men's session wasn't great. Wasn't terrible though. Yeah. Um, the dating session wasn't great. I heard the um, Eternity 101 was, was good. So the girls that went to that said that that was really good. Yeah. Um, I think the women said their, the women's session was all right. Oh, they liked it? Well, well uh, Noel Garcia did the women's session, right? Yeah. 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 Cool. So, yeah. Pretty good. Had a good time with the kids. You know, the boys. Yeah. I mean, there's only four of them and two of us, so it's like six of us, so we're pretty, uh, yeah, we're, yeah, we're really mobile too. We can basically do anything. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay, we gotta go over here. All right, boom. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, that's it. I don't know when we'll be able to record tomorrow, but. I don't know. We could always record on the bu- bus ride back. If oh, you yeah. Yeah. Bus ride. Yeah. Going to the beach tomorrow. Woohoo! Mission Beach. What up, yo? Oh, man, my voice is going too. I know, huh? Like, I got the little cough in it. It's like, uh, uh. <laughs> That starts out like Peter Brady. See? Yeah. So. Cool. All right. That's it. All right, we'll see you on the flip. See you tomorrow. Good night. Good night.